first of all, it's just the experience of being able to play with a player of that status um, who's been in this league for forever and has as many games and achievements as he does was pretty, uh, had to take a minute to kind of take that in. But, uh, you know, as a, as a player, he's, I mean, he's pretty, yeah, he's really easy to jump right in with. Um, he's, he's very uh, vocal. He's, he's easy to communicate with. So um, there wasn't many adjustments that had to be made. He, everything that he was doing, I was already on the same page with and um, is pretty close to how I already played my game. So, um, it didn't. It didn't take much to to gel with him up there. So, but it was uh, it was a great experience to be able to skate with him. That's the voice of Nick Jensen, who was lucky enough to be paired with future Hall of Famer Zdeno Chara. On day three of Caps training camp, although Peter Laviolette pointed out, let's not read too much into that. They had already paired up Justin Schultz and Brendan Dillon. They've paired up Dmitry Orloff and John Carlson. They want to see what those pairs look like. So as of right now, with a scrimmage coming up on Thursday, they have Chara and Jensen together just to see what that looks like and that feels like. Zdeno Chara said he enjoyed playing with Jensen. What's up, Caps fans? Welcome to another edition of the Capitol Building Podcast, part of Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Rob Carlin. As always, the gentle reminder to download and subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. All helps get the word out about the most in-depth Capitals podcast anywhere. So please do those things. So Zidane Ochoa was on the ice with the big club. He'd come out of uh, his quarantine and practiced uh, the second practice with the B squad, which is all the young kids, but then made his debut with the big club. And after so many years in Boston and so many battles against the Caps, he finally got to put on a Caps jersey, albeit it was a Caps practice jersey. But still, the big man steps out on the ice with Alex Ovechkin, with Nicholas Backstrom, with John Carlson. And I saw people tweeting out great video of Carlson who said he wants to pick the brain of Chara because at whatever age you are, and no matter what you've accomplished, you can always learn something. And Carlson said the other day, you could learn from younger guys as much as you can learn from older guys. So imagine what he was trying to glean from someone who's seen as much as Zidane Chara had. So to see them on the ice together, talking together, uh, becoming teammates, partners, and friends was pretty cool to see, actually. And Chara was pretty psyched to officially be a part of the Caps organization. Well, it was exciting to put the Washington Capitals jersey on, and uh, it was nice to be on the ice after uh, uh, the quarantine uh, protocol. Uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, it was really nice to meet all the guys, um, you know, get, uh, get the practice in and uh, uh, do the drills, get in the flow, and, um, yeah, work hard. It was weird, though, to see him step on the ice, the Caps putting out the video of, Chara stepping out onto the ice for the first time and you know it's jarring man it's all those years of hating him because you see Chara and you know that Brad Marchand's not too far behind and all those but even though the Caps have absolutely dominated the Bruins over the years I mean annihilated them over the years there's still hatred I mean Chara and Marchand they go together right Chara it's totally different. Marchand's such a little rat, you know, an annoying little 
were out there. But Chara, I mean, you feared him. No matter what the, the, the battle was between the Caps and the Bruins and the domination over the years, you feared Zdeno Chara. And now he's one of ours. And that's the weird thing about sports, man. Even a legend like that. That you, we, we literally just went through this with Henrik Lundqvist and never got to actually see it on the ice in like a real training camp situation or a game situation. But it was like you just were wrapping your arms around, oh my God, Henrik Lundqvist is ours now. Now still trying to make the best out of Zdeno Chara is ours. And he's still trying to come to grips with that himself. No, it's, been, it's been fine. You know, I think that we... We know each other well playing against each other uh you know we had some good battles you know obviously the two teams uh in the last few years always battle for for top uh, top spots uh, in our conference uh but you know uh, like i say it's been very exciting uh to be uh around them and uh um you know looking forward to uh play with them peter laviolette has you know raved about him he talked about his dna as a leader as a man as a person what he brings on the ice off the ice in the room uh to coach his dream to have a player like Zdeno Chara to have a legend like Zdeno Chara for anyone to build around and um the funny thing is and he was asked this by Tom Gallitti of NHL.com a hundred years ago Laviolette was hired by the New York Islanders this is his first head coaching job and they had this weird freak on skates named Zdeno Chara this six foot nine inch young kid before they stupidly traded him away. Um, and here we are a hundred years later and Char is still playing and more of a leader than he's ever been. Well, I, I, yeah, he, he was, I mean, it's that six foot nine. He's, he's been a, a massive presence on the ice. Um, not only just by the, the, the size of him, but by the, the way he plays the game and the, the success that he's had on the ice, but there's more to it than that. There's the, the, the person inside as well as, is as big when it comes to, you know, culture and character and leadership. And so there's a lot of positive things that um, he brings to the table with regard to his career. I think it speaks for itself, um, what he's been able to accomplish and how he's done it, how he's handled himself um, in so many situations. Um, He's a class act and he's been a, a terrific player for a long time. It's that leadership that not only is going to be so beneficial for someone like John Carlson, who's trying to win another Stanley Cup and maybe finally able to secure his first Norris Trophy, maybe picking the brain of a Norris Trophy winner will help. But imagine what he can do for the young players, especially young defensemen, especially young left-handed defensemen, especially young left-handed defensemen from his home country. The Slovakian Martin Feavari, who's grown up idolizing Zdeno Chara for any number of reasons. They haven't really met yet, but Chara's heard about Feavari and is going to go out of his way at some point to be a mentor for him. And just imagine what that would be like for the kid, because even for the for the legend on skates, that means a lot. No, it feels uh, feels great. I mean, I uh, I really enjoyed that type of a role uh, where I can really help out maybe younger kids uh, coming uh, coming up in a system. Uh, obviously, Martin is a very very talented player. I obviously never had a chance to play with him yet, um, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, you know, I heard a lot a lot of great things about him. Uh, he's gonna have a, I'm sure he's gonna have a bright future. 
uh, in the NHL, uh, but uh, I haven't met him yet. We've been in, uh, in different groups uh, so far, so uh, we will see. But uh, like I said, you know, he's, he's going to be a great player. I'm looking forward to uh, play with him. That is cool stuff from Zidane Chara, who wants to help. And that's, you know, the, he was always like that, I think. Um, Ovi kind of has developed into that over the years. But, uh, you know, that's what you want to hear from your leaders. And he, it's clear that he wants to be a leader on this team. So he was paired with Nick Jensen. Uh, and Jensen, like all these caps, is getting to understand what Peter Laviolette wants from a team but specifically from defensemen because Laviolette comes with the reputation of wanting to activate defensemen, wanting guys to show off their offensive game and their skating. That would seem to play into the wheelhouse of Jensen, who's still trying to find his way on this team, but certainly he has to like what he's seen from a Peter Laviolette coach team. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, signals that um, the D are going to be part of the offense. Um, big part of the offense uh, anytime that we can jump up in the play and turn to turn those uh, even man rushes and odd man rushes is going to be important for us and it's going to be important for us to keep moving up the ice we can't just uh, make those first passes and, and sit back we're gonna so we're uh, we're gonna be a fast team that that uh, gets everyone involved and those are just kind of the early impressions of the systems that we've seen so far if that doesn't get Jensen going the excitement of being able to play to his strengths then maybe fear of losing his spot is going to get him going because all they did in the offseason was bring in defensemen. I mean, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Justin Schultz, Paul Ledoux, who's probably at this point, you would think he's the odd man out, but that's competition. That is built-in competition. And these are guys that have accomplished more or at least the same as Jensen over their NHL careers. Uh, Schultz Moore, he's won a couple of cups with Pittsburgh and Van Riemsdyk, I think, you know, played playoff game pressure with Carolina. So that is going to make them all better. And you better believe Nick Jensen knows what's at stake now. You're in the best league in the world. Competition is inevitable and it's important. It's what kind of fuels the, uh, you, the players to rise to the top. So the people that are going to be playing the best hockey um, shouldn't just be given the, uh, shouldn't be given the opportunities they should, they should be earned. And I think most guys strive um, to, uh, to kind of play their best hockey in that sense. So I think the competition is a really good thing. And I think it's really important for, uh, for really good teams because um, you know, it kind of creates that competitive environment that uh, you need to be able to win. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. 
Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box. Check out this check out the description box for this episode to find out more but that's bwhustle.com slash join so outside of chara and jensen being paired on that third pair again that's van reamsdyke and ledoux is the extras right now who knows we're not reading too much into this things are going to change but that's sort of how right in your mental mind that's probably the combinations we're going to see going forward for a while here and unless van reamsdyke outplays jensen um, but the other interesting thing from day three of practice was that Craig Anderson was brought up to play with the A team as a goalie behind Ilya Samsonov, Vitek Vanacek going to the B team. Again, this is all being done to jumble things up, see who fits in where and why and how they react to these things. So while it's interesting that Craig Anderson, a guy who's played for, I don't know, 17, how many, ever many years he's played a long ass time. I know that, um, so he played with the A team, but don't, don't, Peter Laviolette will tell you, caution against reading too much into anything right now. Don't, don't read too much into it. We're, we're trying to get a look at everybody. It is training camp. I think the goaltenders are in for a real battle and um, we're trying to evaluate them. Um, we wanted to get Anderson to come over for a little bit. Again, um, other guys are going to get looked at as well. We do have the scrimmages. So um just just moving moving a player here a player there just trying to get them over and get a look at them through training camp but anderson did come here to compete and you know he wants a spot on this roster he's here under pto but he wants a spot and uh, he thinks at least that uh, he's been going to be given a fair shake and that's all you can ask for especially at this point in his career but that's what he's gotten assurances of that from his new head coach you know, first conversation with, with Lavi was uh, coming in and show what you can do and, and fight for a spot. So, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in here for a, uh, you know, PTO. So just trying to, to come in here and, and blend in with the guys and, and show them that I uh, can compete and contribute and uh, that I got something to give to the team. It's got to be tough for a guy like that, Craig Anderson, at the back end of his career. He had a lot of really good years. Colorado, going back to Florida, and certainly a number of, good years in Ottawa, a couple of 30 win seasons in there, a lot of winning seasons in there. Last couple of years, it got away from him. The team was really bad, but he wasn't that great either. And, uh, you know, there's, it's a proud guy. It's a proud guy who has been in the league for a long time and doesn't want his career to go out quite like that. And that's what he's hoping is to sort of rewrite this last chapter with a winning team. The way things ended, I I, I think, Personally, I think I'd like to go and at least give it my all and, and say I, I gave it my last shot to, you know, to compete. Uh, I feel like I still can compete. I feel like coming in here the first couple of days and, and even today, I was trying to get my feet underneath me again and, and feeling that I can compete at this level still and, and I feel like I can contribute. So um, that's good knowing mentally that, that uh, I prepared for that and now that I'm able to come out here and feel that I'm doing that. Um, but as far as, you know, you know, it's really easy in the summer you know, to kind of kick your feet up and, and kind of pass the time. But um, that drive to get to the gym and, and get in the shape and make sure that I was uh, physically ready. I mean, that that was kind of, you know, after a couple months at home and you're, you're kind of bored sitting on your hands and, um, you know, that drive, that passion is still sitting inside me. So I, I knew I had to get back and get moving. 
Only time will tell. Perhaps the scrimmages will help tell the story of who is going to be the backup to Ilya Samsonov. So while we don't read too much into these practice combinations and who's playing with the A group and the B group, you will start to read into those scrimmages because before you know it, season's only a little over a week away and, uh, you know, important decisions need to be made. I, I found one really interesting line of questioning was from Ben Raby from Caps Radio. Uh, he asked Peter Laviolette about his NHL career, which is all of 12 games back in the 88-89 season with the New York Rangers. And he played on some interesting teams because there was a young Brian Leach, first-year Brian Leach on that team, all-rookie, you know, rookie of the year Brian Leach with that team, Hall of Famer, just getting his start. There was a young Tony Granato on that team. But in sort of typical New York Rangers style, they also had bought a couple of legends. So Laviolette made his NHL debut, his only 12 games in the NHL, playing on the same team with 37-year-old Guy Lafleur and 37-year-old Marcel Dion. So now, as a 56-year-old head coach who's been through all the battles and all the wars for decades, you know, that's part of what it is in the league. But imagine being a kid, knowing this is probably my only time in the NHL, and damn happy to be there and he walks in the room and looks to his left and there's a hall of famer and to his right and there's another hall of famer i mean these are all time legends of the game so forget playing it cool you know you try not to show it but then again it's hard not to walk into a room when when Guy Lafleur's in there and marcel dion and and others it was a really good team strong team but there was a lot of uh big presence in that room and um it was exciting. I think at the time I was anxious to get called up to the NHL. I think I had played three or four years in the minors. And so that was my first opportunity and look. And um, I stayed in the, the hotel in New York um, out in Rye. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but uh, Guy Lafleur was actually there. So, you know, I actually get to spend time with him and, you know, I see him around the meals and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool. I mean, think about that, you know, they, and he's catching them at the end of their career on different teams. So, you know, it's, it's going to play with Gretzky on the blues, you know, making your debut. So it's it's one thing to come to the Caps and play with Ovi and Backstrom, but you expect that because that's their teams. That's where that they'll wear those jerseys in the Hall of Fame to kind of borrow from baseball's hat, right? That They're all-time Caps. But to be on the Rangers in the late 80s and playing with Canadians legend Guy Lafleur, Kings legend Marcel Dion, it's pretty wild stuff, pretty wild stuff, but really cool. I thought that was really interesting of Ben to kind of go down that road and, and uh, you saw the the look in his eyes and the smile from Peter Laviolette as he kind of relived that um, through those line of questioning. So uh, scrimmage on Thursday, that's the plan for the Caps, and we'll have more on the Capitol Building Podcast again. As always, uh, download it and subscribe, leave a rating, write a review, tell your friends to do the same. Uh, I appreciate all the kind words on Twitter and social media as uh, the season's ramping back up and getting to talk hockey again. And it's an exciting time of year. We will continue to do that as the Caps get ready to prepare for their opening games against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk again soon. Let's go Caps.